before you feed somebody else. You gotta stay open, don't be foolish, cause everybody don't mean you well. You gotta love yourself, you gotta love yourself, before you love somebody else. All right, welcome to another edition of the Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Bloggers, where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. Now, y'all, this is episode 101. We're celebrating our milestone um, in our broadcast history. This is episode 101, actually. Um, Last week, we had our 100th episode, and I want to thank everybody that came in, called in, that, you know, hit us up on Facebook chat. We know we had a couple of technical difficulties starting starting up, but y'all y'all really came through, showed love and stuff like that. It was a good broadcast. And we're just going to continue all month celebrating that milestone. Um, and tonight we have a very special guest with us. Um, his name is Justin James. Some of you guys may know him on YouTube as JustinJ1232. And we're just going to have a really good time tonight. He's joining us live tonight. We're going to bring him in in a second. Um, and he he definitely came with his gang tonight. You know, we I see a lot of y'all calling in already. So I want to thank y'all for um, participating tonight. Now, I just want to get a few housekeeping things out of the way before we start. Um, the call-in number for those of you that are interested in um, – Joining the chat tonight, because we're going to talk about some fun stuff. We're going to talk about some serious stuff. A lot of this has to do with LGBT culture and all that. Um, the call-in number is going to be 646-915-8200. I'm sorry, 6915-8200, and we'll be mentioning that throughout the broadcast. Um, like I said, we have Justin Jay here in the house tonight, and I know we're going to get men. We're going to key have a good time tonight. He's going to tell us a little bit about himself. Um, you know, um, his rise on YouTube, his King of Reads uh, website, and he has a new podcast that has launched in the past couple of months. So we're going to talk about that. I just want to give you guys um, a little bit of information. Um, for those of you that want to follow our podcast, The Earth and Wire, we are on, um, of course, blogtalkradio.com slash UCOFW. You can go there, download the episodes for free. Um, also, we're on Stitcher, we're on TuneIn, and we're on Google Play and iTunes as well. So we're on several different platforms, you know, whatever platform you prefer. Um, just, yeah, definitely hit us up. We're going to, um, you know, kiki with them for a little bit. We're going to bring them on, and um, we're going to open up the line 
saying about about 30, 45 minutes. So um, without any further ado, I'm going to bring him on. Also, I got a couple of my um, co-hosts that are going to be joining us in a little bit. So we're going to bring Justin on right now. Um, Justin, are you online? I am online for right now as long as they let my phone, uh, you know, carry on. But I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I just want to give a rundown of what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, We're going to talk about a little bit of um, LGBT culture, of course. And we're going to talk about a little bit of politics. We're going to talk about, um, you know, uh, just a little bit of everything dealing with the gay community as far as, like, um, religion, um, entertainment. And plus, we're going to talk about a little bit about what you have going on and, you know, just a little bit about your story and how you came to, uh, you know, start coming up in the YouTube scene. And for mm-hmm. those of you that, you know, don't know Justin, like I said, he has a YouTube page. You can look him up, Justin J1232. I'm telling you, I follow, I've been following him for a couple of years. You know, I catch his uh, videos when I can, and I'm telling you, he will have you rolling. And, and the good thing about this, too, I think I, I like about this brother is he, not only will he have you laughing, but he'll have you thinking, thinking too. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing I like about about his channel. You know what I'm saying? It's not all just fun and laughs and, and stuff, but he'll, he'll have you thinking and he'll have you, uh, you know, you may have thought one way about a topic or something, but when, once you watch his video, you'll be like, well, I've never thought about it that way. So um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how, how um, did you start, you know, just tell us how did you start making videos on YouTube? What kind of persuaded you to um, – start making videos and what was your like motivation and um just your rise to the top uh so i i think i started doing i started doing youtube videos back in 2012 and um mm-hmm. it just picked up once i got back from overseas i did a tour in iraq in 2000 um 2009 to 2010 and but I was doing silly videos on Facebook, and one of my friends told me that I should do some videos on YouTube. Um, and I started uploading mm-hmm. those videos on YouTube probably like every other month. And I started doing it full-time in 2012 when I started reviewing shows like Real Housewives of Atlanta and Loving Hip Hop um, Atlanta. And those started picking up a little bit. And I had a couple of videos that went viral, and it just grew over um, since then. I just, you know, been it's been it's been fun. Um, connecting with the people who like to watch me and watching the shows I like and talking about them, so it's just been a it's just been a um, a growing um, brand or whatever. I've just been growing ever since. So I just appreciate the people who've been watching me and carry on since the beginning, back when I was recording in my living room in my little one bedroom studio apartment in Memphis, Tennessee, and my um, bathroom when I uh, my little bathroom with the little um, basic lighting. So you know, it's just been growing. So what um, I know in, throughout the year, I know you've mentioned how your videos have impacted a lot of people. You know, I know a lot of people get, a, you know, laughs from your videos, you know, entertainment. But um, have, have your videos been, have they had like a positive impact on people's lives? Like have, have people reached out to you and told you that, hey, you know, I was thinking about uh, maybe committing suicide or just giving up. 
and I saw one of your videos, and that kind of just gave me a glimmer of hope. Have you had those kind of stories of people reach out to you and tell you that? Yes, I think I get emails like that all the time. Um, I get emails like that, and um, I also we also on for the culture podcast we get emails like that about the things that we do. So yes, we receive a lot of um, you know conversations about the things that we do and how it uplifts people and make people you know smile and laugh and you know just make them feel better about themselves and stuff. So we answer a lot of questions. Um, Adrian and I on For the Culture Podcast. You can check it out on ForTheCulturePodcast.com. Um, and he's actually on the line with me right now. Um, if you want, you can okay. speak and say something, Adrian, if you would like to. Hey. <laughs> okay, so you got him on freeway. Hey, Adrian, and I'm yes, going to introduce a- you guys to Adrian as well because he's very hilarious too. And he he, he <laughs> definitely gives you the intellectual, and he just, you know, I mean, um, we have you online. Can you introduce yourself to the people out there and tell them a little bit about your platform and, and how you got started? Well, uh, my name is Adrian, Adrian Expression on basically <laughs> every platform. Um, how I got started, really, I when I was younger, I kind of struggled to accept who I was and accept myself, and I, I turned to YouTube and, and kind of like, online personalities and stuff and, and saw them living in their truth and embracing who they were. So it kind of gave me hope. So I'm hoping that I can use what I have, you know, to return the favor, you know, it, um, and also, you know, ed- educating people on, and myself, honestly, on uh, the issues that we are facing as black people, as LGBT people. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> okay. And I and I think it's really good to see intelligent brothers like you, especially intelligent gay black men out here expressing themselves and bringing some of these issues that you talk about to light because, you know, so long, you know, we've had so many stereotypes against not only just, just the gay community in general, but just, you know, uh, young black men. You know, and it's really good right. to see that you guys are using your platform to reach out to these to especially the younger gays, because, you know, let's just be honest with you, be honest with everybody. You know, we don't really have that many uh, gay icons or gay role models that we can look up to. So it's really good to yeah. see that you guys are out here, you know, shedding a light on issues and stuff like that. And um, especially because I know you guys are in Atlanta, right? So yeah. that's pretty much one of the biggest, that's like a gay black mecca here in the United States. So, it's really good to see that someone is really speaking out on a lot of issues. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about is, um, as far as being content creators on YouTube, um, can you speak to me about, like, the politics in the YouTube community? Like, especially, <laughs> like, in the black blogosphere, <laughs> like the gay blogosphere. Like, do you think there is, like, politics in in the uh, – you know, gay black circuit. I mean, or just the black circuit in general on YouTube. Hey, do you want to answer that first, or you want me to go first? Um, I I'm I'm answer... to go in and let hey. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, I definitely do think that it, there is there is in everything there is positive. There is positive, but I think that um, the difference in audiences or the difference that, that I would like. To think that you know my audience has 
um, just speaking for me personally, is that they they separate, you know, okay, this person is speaking the truth, and, you know, they don't worry about the politics of um, whatever may be going on. So if truth and substance and quality is what they're after, a lot of times the politics and the unwritten rules um, don't don't hold that much weight, you know, if, if you establish yourself in a certain way, if that makes any sense. <laughs> but there is positive. I won't take away from that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I think there's this is most definitely like Adrian said. There's plenty of politics that goes goes into a lot of what we do, um, as far as like <laughs> creating content. Because as we grow and our brands expand, we become in contact and network with people who do the same thing as us, and they reach out and we, you know, we have some type of relationship and things. But sometimes, you know, maybe once or twice or whatever. They might say something or they might be in the news and we have to talk about their situation or something might have happened where, you know, a situation or something they might be in and people are asking us, what do we feel about that? Or this person might have said something that was problematic and they said, Justin, are you going to address this? Are you going to talk about this? Um, Are you going to talk about this? So, and then it's like, hmm, I'm not going to talk about this because this person I know personally, so I don't want to seem messy, so I'm not going to talk about them. But depending on the situation, what it is, I might have to. So, And that's with celebrities, too, because there are some less celebrities who follow me on Instagram as well and social media and Twitter and Facebook or whatever, and they mm-hmm. might not like that I might have said something about them. But I have to be honest because at the end of the day, I owe everything to the people who watch me and who have been following me, to be honest. And I owe everything to them and not the people who have just gotten to know me probably last week. <laughs> That's a good point. So, do you guys? I noticed that you guys, because I've really followed both of you guys, and I know you guys kind of like. Do you guys coordinate on as far as like topics you guys are gonna discuss and stuff like that? Um, do you guys kind of work together? Like, would you consider uh, yourself like you know like sister channel of each other? No. But well, not, do you mean like separately or together? Are you talking about like? As a unit, as for like for the culture podcast, yeah, like you guys individual brand. Yeah, like do you guys are you are you guys like sister channels? Like you know how you you I mean you guys have your separate channels, but you guys are kind of like part of a network. You kind of you you see what I'm saying? Well, I would consider yeah. for the culture podcast to be kind of what you're in, like talking about. With our individual right. channels, we we just we we like to focus on. Um, I would like to think we like to focus on our just what we would like to talk about, but I mean, we right. we saw that we w- what we like to talk about coincided so much, so we decided to build the brand that is na- that is now for the culture podcast. So that's where a lot of the you know cooperation happens usually, but our channels are just usually yeah. our channels. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like you said, we we're two we're two separates, but like when we're together, they, they um it's amazing, but. We do talk everything. We talk every day. Like, this is not no <laughs> situation, like, where we just talk when we're getting ready to do the show. We'll talk about certain situations. We'll, you know, um, think. But, you know, we'll bounce ideas and we'll have a conversation. But we, we don't kind of, like, we don't always agree on things. But we'll, just, like, be enlightened. And then whatever we talk. Like, Adrian might talk about something that I'm not, you know, heard about. And I might talk about something that he hasn't. And we just share those ideas, but we make sure 
that we're covering the things that we like on our individual brands. So when we're together, we're talking about both mm-hmm. of those in the same uh, on the same umbrella, and both of our fans are listening and hearing both of our sides of how we feel about both situations because right. we've talked about both situations. So I know what he's talking about. Now I don't. We don't watch each other's content and yeah. after <laughs> we've already <laughs> talked about it. So Adrian covers something that has happened, like let's say he talks about Quincy Jones and the tea he has spilled. I won't watch Adrian's video talking about it. I won't read if he said anything about it. I will have a conversation with him about it, but we'll wait till we're together to have a full conversation about it on the podcast. So as far as like any advice for like any uh, up and coming uh, content creators, what, what, what would you tell them as far as like branding and like, you know, networking and just, Pretty much staying positive. What what advice would you give them, like if they're looking to get into this? Um, I, I would say that there are two important things. One, I got from Issa Rae, which is um, you don't want to work. What did she say? Don't work vertically. Work horizontally. In other words, don't don't try and look for the huge uh, YouTubers who have millions of subscribers for you know a collaboration. Look around you. Look for the you know creators around you who are also building brands, and you you guys can build brands together. Um, mm-hmm. And the second thing I would say is to just make sure that what you're doing, no matter if it's you know a beauty channel, whatever it is, make sure it's it's true to who you are, so it won't so you won't hate how you look online, so you won't hate mm-hmm. the fact that. You, you know, you won't hate what you got yourself into, and you won't seem like a fraud. <laughs> Make sure that it that it actually represents who you are, and I, and just keep the work work ethic up. It, I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, <laughs> so yeah, that those are my tips. Yeah, that that makes the most sense. Right. Like you just need to say, I, I think staying consistent is very important. Uh, and if you are interested in doing that, creating content, no matter what it is. You need to be focusing on creating content first and making money last. Because in the beginning, if you focus more on money, you're not going to be as creative because you're going to be trying to figure out how you can be like somebody else that's already successful, and you're going to be trying to copy well, what they're doing. Instead of, yeah, it's not going to be authentic, and people can pick up on that. So you have to do it because you love it, because it's not, it might not pop off. It might take three or four years. There is no, like, quick, like, come up. I mean, you could do some reaction videos and stuff, and maybe they'll get some attention. But <laughs> you can do something, but is it going to be for the long term? Or are you going to be just stuck on YouTube and not have an actual voice, but just, like, a quick setup for something for mm-hmm. people to like, and they don't know you as an individual? Right. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, I I love, like, because I've really seen how you've evolved, especially particularly YouTube. I mean, uh, Justin, I've seen how you evolved. We used to do the uh, the old school uh, Justin J videos where you would just roast and just go in with the black V neck and all that stuff. And I like how you evolved over time and kind of made it more polished and you know um, just made it a like a marketable brand. And I really admire that. And I and I and I like how. You've done that too, Adrian. So I, I've really seen both of you guys evolve over time, and it, it, it's, it's a really positive thing and a really good look. 
Um, so you call it, are you calling me ghetto? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> are you trying to say I was ghetto nah. at one point? I think that's what you're trying to allude to. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm not saying that. No, nah, I'm not saying that. But I, I just really, I, I like, I like the look. I like, I just like, I just like how everything is just really. I love the presentation. It's, it's really crisp, really clean. You know. Um, I can tell you guys put a lot of hard work into what you do. You know what I'm saying, and it and it and it doesn't go unnoticed. A lot of people notice that stuff, you know, and I feel that's probably why you guys have really popped off because I noticed with me just being a viewer. I mean, you know, I follow a lot of people, and to me, it it makes you feel as a viewer that the content creators care about you when they put effort into their content. You know what I'm saying, and making mm-hmm. sure everything is edited down. Everything looks good, and you know, um, they're giving you raw, you know, uncut, undulterated, you know, honesty. Like you, you know, mm-hmm. they're keeping it one hundred with you, and I think a lot of people appreciate that about you guys. So I just wanted to throw out again, um, you guys can call in at six four six nine one five eighty two hundred. You can listen in on the line. Um, we're going to probably be taking calls here in the next 30 minutes, but we just want to build up the queue and stuff like that. I know I have to have a lot of people following on my Facebook Live right now, and I want to thank everybody for joining in. Once again, for those that are just joining, we have Justin, Jay, and Adrian, expressions from YouTube, two um, YouTube personalities that are doing real big things right now. You can follow them on YouTube, and they also have a podcast out called For the For the Culture Podcast, and you guys can get it on iTunes, right? You can get it on iTunes, and what what platforms yes, can you they do. download it? Well, to get all that information, is you can go to ForTheCulturePodcast.com, and you can look at we're on okay. iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. Um, so yeah, ForTheCulturePodcast.com is the easiest way to get to it. Okay. Now, while um, we got you online, we're going to talk about, you know, just different topics and stuff like that, and I just kind of want to get your guys' opinion on it, and then we're going to open up the lines later and see what, you know, other people have to add to the discussion. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as the LGBT community is concerned, um, one topic I want to talk about is um, HIV awareness and um, just the stigma in 2018. Do you think that the stigma has gotten better? And do you think that we're now becoming more educated? Because I know that you guys are in ATL, and I know there's, there's this rumor out there, I'll, you know, HIV is like running amok down there. But do you think people are becoming more aware and becoming more educated about the virus? And, you know, um, and do you think that there's a, still like a really – negative stigma behind the condition? Um, I I think there is a big stigma around Atlanta. I think Atlanta, they call it the black gay mecca. I guess that means that Atlanta is like the capital of all where all the gays go, but it's where all the black gays go. But Atlanta is the black mecca first. And I think that Right. Um, gay men migrate here to try to grow and try to you know work on whatever they're working on and expand or whatever they're doing. Um, I think there is a lot of stigma, but I think Atlanta gets it bad. But Atlanta has a lot of resources and a lot of um, organizations that 
catered towards black gay men. And I think that although we get a lot of heat, there is a lot of places that like men in Atlanta can go to to get assistance and stuff. But I think that the other cities around Atlanta kind of suffer a little bit because they don't get that same attention and things. So I think, yeah, the stigma has, I think it's gotten a little bit better because I remember once that I was one of those individuals who made certain jokes and things, but I know on, on my platform, um, as well as others, I have talked about the stigma and how we can, you know, work and fix and make people think about some of the things they, some of the words and stuff they use. And um, I've seen some things change because I've been able to, you know, touch some people and make them think about the things they say, uh, how it affects everybody and us as a group of individuals together. Yeah, um, and I feel that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Justin. Oh no, I, no, no, no. Well, I was I was gonna say that um, I, I do think that there is heavy stigma still around, but like Justin said, um, in the face of that, we have all these like a lot of these resources um, and people being just becoming more aware um, of the fact that they can go places and get certain services. It's just. It, it is an improvement while there still is stigma around. And and I noticed, like, you know, uh, and I, I'm glad people are now starting to see finally in 2018 it's not just a gay issue. It's not a gay disease. It doesn't know uh, color. It doesn't know uh, creed. It doesn't know sexual orientation, gender, none of that. We it, it affects all life, walks of life, and I think that now that people are now seeing that, I believe people are becoming more educated. They're, and you know, and there's also um, a lot of education out there now of how to prevent from even getting this disease. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really, I'm really glad to see that it's something that we're starting to become more open to. Um, I know there was an issue down there in Atlanta because I've seen very like several videos about it a couple years ago about a certain individual that was spreading um, this person's status around. And to me, like, do you think that the issues like that where people are out here exposing people, do you think that that kind of contributes to people not wanting to divulge their um, HIV status or even going to get tested when you have that type of negativity being put out there. Do you think that that contributes to that? Hmm. Um, I think I know the person, but I know the situation you're talking about, and I remember that, and I was a little bit disappointed at how that was handled. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand. Can you repeat your last question one more time? I would just want. I was just asking, do you think that that contributes to a lot of people not wanting to even get tested or divulging their status to people when you have individuals like that out there that are doing stuff like that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That happens a lot. Um, and it, can, it continues the stigma. And that, that's, you know, it's something that we do. We make sure that we have those type of conversations so we can, you know, kind of destroy the stigma because it's not actual uh, HIV, the virus that is killing um, gay men or, or, or anyone who is HIV positive, it is the stigma around it because the stigma creates this, um, this, this thought of I'm not 
good enough. I'm dirty. I'm this. I don't need to talk about it. If I don't talk about it, if I don't go get tested, I, if I don't know, then I am negative because the moment I know it, the moment I am dead. So I think that plays a lot into how people, you know, view HIV. That it's negatively, but it's not a death sentence. We we hear that, but when you hear people say, you know, expose folks and say things like, oh, bitch, she's going to be dead next week or something like that, people are not mm-hmm. interested in sharing their status and things. So you, you, you get that a lot because I try to tell everybody, if you're a gay black man and you are sexually active, no matter how sexually active you are, you can be a little sexually active, you can be a lot, right. your chances of you being sexual, like being, um, have dated or talked to someone who who is HIV positive as well, is high. So we are doing ourselves a disservice when we're continuing this stigma and saying, you know, cra- like crazy and ill-informed um, comments around HIV and sexual health. And, and also, I think that um, there's, it's not just a stigma around HIV. Like, it's a stigma around sex. And if we can't talk about sex, if we're like iffy about, you know, talking about sex, we can't talk about protection. And then we can't, we're scared about talking about our status. We're scared about talking about, you know, um, sexual health. So I, I think, I mean, that's why, at least on my platforms, I try to be sex positive because if we can first talk about the sex that we're all obviously having, if we can first talk about that, then we can, then we can talk about protection, you know? It would be easier to talk mm-hmm. about protection and have different conversations. And, and it's Absolutely. good, I feel, too. I, I feel that it's good to be open with your partner, too, because a lot of times it's, you don't have to be really out here being promiscuous. You have to know who you're with, too, because you never know. You could be with somebody that is out here doing any and everything under the sun, and they're exposing you to stuff. That's why I tell a lot of women – like, don't get caught up in, especially, and that's another topic I want to get on to next about the whole down, down low phenomenon about, you know, uh, you know, you hear about it all the time, and I kind of hate that they put a black face on this. Like, it's a black issue mm-hmm. when the down low mm-hmm. is something that affects all walks of life and all races and creeds and all that. But, like I tell, like a lot of my female friends, you need to ask questions. You need to know a man's sexual history. You don't be naive and think it can't happen to you to where a man is not, you know, he's out here doing it any and everything with men and women. You have to get yourself tested, get him tested, make it a make it a uh, collective effort to go get tested. You know what I'm saying? Together. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to open dialogue with each other because a lot of women that say, oh, my man will never do that punk, that punk shit. He don't get down like that. You be the first one that be in somebody's clinic on the dorm floor rolling around crying because they going to find out they HIV positive. And we have to be looking at this from a realistic point of, point of view. Like, this is something that can affect anybody. You know, you can have people in your family that's dealing with this. And, and that's why I said we have to be open and honest and just being loving towards each other so people can feel that there's somebody out there, people that are dealing with that or dealing with sexuality in general. Like, you want to make them feel that they can come to you 
and feel comfortable in expressing themselves because that's what, like you said earlier, that's what's killing people. You know what I'm saying? They don't feel like they they uh, they don't have any any resources or anybody they can go to to um, express themselves. So I, I really think that that's that's a really pertinent issue that we need to be addressing, not only as a gay black community, but just the black community in general. You know, so. Right. Um, the, the next issue I want to ask you about is um, religion. Religion and uh, how that has – I know y'all got a lot to say about, about this, but I've seen some of y'all commentaries about it, because I see how religion has oppressed us as a people, um, especially the gay black community, because you have a lot of these – well, I call them church queens that will sit under a teacher. They will sit under somebody that's preaching against homosexuality, and they're sitting up here running the church, bringing the church money, you know what I'm saying, directing the choirs, uh, getting the wardrobes together, and this, that, and the other. And it's almost like a slave and slave master type of relationship, yeah. like where you, where you yeah. use and abuse the slaves, but they're the ones that's bringing you in capital. How do you guys feel yeah. about that? I I just think it's interesting. Um, in in this recent episode of Black Lightning, I'm not sure if you saw it, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> this this police officer, he's black. He walks up to a black reverend, and they kind of they have it out. And the reverend was criticizing the black police officer, but then the black police officer was like, "I'm the one on the street, you know, getting this work done, and you're walking around." And these people ties and offering, you know, and, these, and while these people are struggling. So I just, I think, like you said, it's kind of like a slave master mentality where, I don't know, maybe people, I'm not trying to say like every piece of religion, I'm, I mean, do treat people well right. or whatever, but like the, the oppressive nature of the church, I think that we, <laughs> that's dangerous. I think that's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And, um, like, as far as, and me, I hate to as far as, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I, as far as me, I'm the church has has done. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I just don't think. I think the church is. Um, I think it's pump and circumstance. I think it's cute. It makes us feel good, but it 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 really doesn't serve a purpose as far as like actually doing work. It makes it seem like it's doing work. Because it's like a mental thing, like I feel empowered, but the church can do much. I think the religion period is is garbage. <laughs> I, just, I just think the religion. I think religion is, yeah. is stupid as shit. <laughs> I think it just. And I mean, make and it's, sense people need to be more spiritual, more spiritual and less religious because religion ain't doing nothing but. Oh man, it's so it's so many directions we can go with this. But like, even I when yeah, even when, even when we say spiritual, I feel like that's a cop out too. If you say, I'm, "Oh, I'm spiritual, I'm not religious," religious, I think that's just the soft like, "Oh, I'm not one of those Christians," but it's still I believe right. in a higher power. But we're still using, we're still giving that higher power a gender. Um, we're still giving it, it ultimately. Sense to me when people explain to me how they believe in how your power and they're seeing the things that are going on, and they're like, "This person is this whoever 
this energy, this universe or whatever, so seemingly allowing these things to happen, but they're not doing shit about it. But they have a definition of how powerful they are and what they see and what they believe in. But the shit doesn't make sense when you have people are, you know, are killing themselves because, you know, they're not sure who they are. You have people who are starving. You have people who are going through this and that. It just doesn't make any sense. So either, um, you know, like someone like Dr. Degrassi Tyson, I don't know if you all people listen to him. Um, he's an astrophysicist, and he talks a lot. He said either God is not all-powerful or he's not all that good. And um, it makes perfect sense because it's just like <laughs> you have the power to – Make a change and make things happen. Why don't you use it? So if you do have the power, you're not all that good. And if you are all that good, that means you don't have no power. And I need to speak to the supervisor because you are just <laughs> a general manager. And I'm just saying, <laughs> I need to speak to the I need to speak to the real boss. I don't need to be talking to you. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get your opinion on this. That like I've noticed like a lot of people have. Put so much into religion to where they are willing to sacrifice their own damn children. Like you know, it, mm. it's just a dang on shame that people are willing to to remain silent. And that's why I said, man, it's almost like a cult. Like it's it's it's, it's just like uh, it's worse than that damn show, American Horror Story cult. Like because I know so many people that go to these damn churches, they bring their children. They let the children stay with the pastor. And I was just having a um, conversation with my cousin. And, and I talked to DeMario Giles, too. Shout out to him because we I talk to him on the phone sometimes, and I watch his videos oh, about a lot so of Memphis. stuff. Oh, he's from Memphis. Yeah, yeah. And we he's talk about how, like, um, the, he needs to get me pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's married, though. I think he's married. <laughs> I'm not going to be too messy. Ooh, wait, I'm going to take a sip on that real quick. <laughs> but, uh, but now, like, as far as just, like, I, these people are sacrificing their kids in the church. Like, you know, it, it's so, it's just, it's ridiculous. And these same people, like, like, like the whole Bishop Eddie Long situation, like, everybody was just so shocked about that. But this stuff has been going on for years. Like, anybody that's grown up, Group, grown up in the church and there's been a part of ministry and stuff like that. This stuff ain't just started. He was just like one of the first people where they in the mainstream, like needed where they brought this out. But this stuff has been going on for ages and people are so brainwashed by religion. They'll just have this mindset. Jesus is going to work it out after a while. We just don't have to pray about it and put our trust in God, you know, I know the pastor was wrong. I know the pastor that stole the money. I know the pastor that tried to sleep with my little boy and my little girl. He done got my daughter pregnant and, and everything under the sun, but we just going to put it in the Lord's hand and let him work it out. I said, you know what? It's time out for that bullshit. Like, it, it, it really is. Like, we, we really have to open our eyes as a, as a people and realize that religion has always held us captive in this country. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this same religion that, that was given to us, like, have you ever wondered why, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, this religion that was given, why isn't it the, the dominant society, why aren't they following these same principles? You know what I'm saying? Why aren't they, you know, they're not thinking about 
because it was something so that was given just, to us. It's, it's just social, honestly, it's social control. And, I mean, they used to use religion. I say this all the time. They used to use religion to defend slavery. Um, and, honestly, right. if you look at the, the differences between what the, if you go to a black church, the, what the gospel songs would be about there versus uh, if you go to a predominantly white church, the predominantly black church, a lot of the gospel songs are just like, they praying for increase. Lord, bless me. I need some more. I need some money. Come, somebody bless me. Finally, the Lord bless me. But if you see the stark differences of what they sing about or what they worry about at the white church. So it's just like, if the church is really supposed to be this powerful, why are so many minorities underserved to the point that you can see it in the songs that they sing? Right. Praise right. is what I do. Okay. <laughs> but we we celebrate. We uh, but to be honest, me and Adrian have said this many times on the podcast. We are not an ordinary podcast. We are not those individuals who want to be. Oh my gosh, we believe in church and God is good. We're gonna tell you the truth. We want you to think. We want to challenge you. I think we want you to go and think about the shit that you're doing. We want you to think about why you're going to church right. every Sunday and and here tap dancing and shit. And then going and working for fucking Jessica Jones. We want want Mm -hmm. you all to think I'm not doing shit to make anybody feel good. I'm doing shit to make them think so they can do good. So they can take the power and stop expecting some other higher power to make decisions on on their lives. We know that white uh, fucking supremacy is rampant. And I honestly believe that Christianity is rooted in, uh, well, white supremacy is rooted in fucking... um, Christianity, and I want people to understand that. Um, and there's nothing wrong with you know what? I understand that there was something forced upon me, but this is what I do for my sanity. But I want people to think there is not going to be no white man in the sky with a white beard and a white fucking face that is right next to the sun and not being melted like motherfucking spoiled fucking milk. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. Like, he's not sitting up there making sure black people are okay, because if that was the case, Black people would not be going through the bullshit they're going through now, if that's the case. Considering how black people praise, Mm -hmm. yeah, considering how black people Mm -hmm. praise Mm -hmm. and worship and stuff, black people show, like, energy when they praise. White people have church for 30 minutes, and they're good, and they they credit good. (laughs) Black folks be at church from from sunup to sundown every day, giving all their pennies and dollars and stuff. White folks be there for 15 Mm -hmm. minutes, singing off-key. Black folks singing high and praise and stuff, and see, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I just, I really feel like he's sucking the energy out of black Christians and giving it to white Christians. Right, that's, that's, what awesome. that's what I say on that. <laughs> he put on the earth on that. Yeah. Maybe I'm telling you because these churches are a mess. I'm telling you, like, I'm. Let me tell you, like, it's been so many doing video servicing of the foolishness going on. In church. Did y'all see that video? And I know just, I, and I know both of y'all come, made did videos on this about that woman that went up to the church asking, uh, talking about she she was sucking some dick or something like that, licking some balls or something. I was sucking dick with my mouth. With my mouth. With my mouth. My balls. Girl, let me tell you, this is the foolishness that's going on in these churches. Like seriously, like this is what's really going on. But this is my thing. If y'all was really about all jokes to stop, but you know, when I first saw that video, you know, we all got our life. We know we laughed and thought it was funny, mm-hmm, but what was mm-hmm. disappointing was 
that they knew that this woman obviously had some type of mental issue and she was mm-hmm. honestly trying to cry out for help. And the way they just kind of just brushed her off, like they could have been like, you know, and I don't blame them for taking a mic from her because, you know, you could have had kids in the church listening to that, but you could have pulled their sister to the side and been like, you know, you know, we're going to try to get you some help after church because you obviously need some resources or something's not right. You know what I'm saying? And well, I think the thing is, the church, I think the thing is, they ju- that was just the result of their usual behavior. They probably already knew that she had trouble. They mm-hmm. they're probably already, he was already mm-hmm. hesitant with the mic from she from the first time she started talking. So he probably already knew what was going on. It's just that they as usual they ignore problems and expect for some a new day a new dawn to come and it will change magically. I just think they just ignored the problem. It's just like whatever. But but honestly, if like we're talking about, oh the kids might have heard it. The kids are probably hearing worse that a white man in the clouds are going to save them um, and make them <laughs> make them a better person. <laughs> like, that's worse than hearing somebody talking about something they're going to suck dick and stuff, all that type of stuff. To be honest, I mean, you're giving them a false narrative like that is a real Santa Claus. If you stay in church and go to church every Sunday and praise is what I do, um, he's going to make sure that you are right. No, he's not. Not with these white people running rapid. And and <laughs> genocide and all this type of shit. Okay. Colonizing. Like with no care in the world. So I think hearing about dick and balls is the last that the kids need to be. Like from <laughs> to be honest. They need to know what type of world we in and to understand that. Yeah, I think there's cool. nothing wrong with that. But but, but, yeah, but, I, but I, I understand sex. I think I, I understand, you know, when it comes to sex and all that type of stuff. But you cannot, you cannot shield kids from some stuff, but they'll be okay with other things. And you are exposing them to something that they don't. You're not even giving them a choice. And I want parents to understand that. Are you giving your child a choice when you take them to church and you tell them like, are you telling them like, look, this is what I praise, this is what I do, this is how I celebrate or whatever, this is how I praise and do worship. But you can go on and do your own thing. But this is what I do. Are we giving children a choice to define what it is, or are we just introducing them to something because we've been taught and our forefathers have been taught? So, so mm-hmm. that's how I feel. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. All right. I have about let me count about four or five little quick more like quick uh, topics I want to get on, and then we're going to open up the line because I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Like you know, this is really good. Um. Do you think there is racism in the um, – this is going to be a two-part question. Do you think that there is racism in the gay community, in the LGBT community, and what are the differences between the gay black experience and the gay white experience? And um, I would like to see you guys to speak on that cultural divide. Mm, cool. That's a good – the difference. Good, good, wow. I, okay. I've been, yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, I went to a I went to a PWI, so I I know I I don't know I don't know what to call it, but I guess you can refer to it as the gay white experience. Um, in a lot of those spaces, you're either not wanted or you're fetishized. This it's a very rarely that it's in between. That's what I found. Um. In, at least in that experience, um, it's the same usual. I don't know. In, in a lot of, 
in a lot of spaces, it's the same usual, you know, no mat, no fam. Um, what did they we say? No fast in 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 um the white spaces. It's no blacks, no mm-hmm. Asians. It, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> those are one of the those are a few of the very detrimental <laughs> parts of both of those communities. Um, well, I I didn't go to um PWI. I did not go to um HBCU either. But um, <laughs> there is clearly racism. I've never experienced that. I don't date black men. I don't date this. I have dated. I have seen people say no. I don't talk to no fashion, no films, or such and such. But I think there's clearly racism in it. Um, and like Adrian said, there is fetishization, um, or I don't want you. And um, I purposely do not date unless a white man comes to me. Directly, uh, I just do not date non-black um, individuals. I just don't even when I'm on Tinder or any other. I just swipe left. I don't have time to be wasting my um, likes because I'm not signing up for a premium account with Tinder anyway. So I'm swiping left on all white men. Um, now they can they can message me and they can offer um, they can you know bow to me and um, whatever. But that's it. I'm not. You know, I'm not. You're not going to fetishize me, and you're not going to deny me. But if a white, I'm not going. I'm not against interracial dating, but I, I there is an extra amount of work to talk to a person, um, a um, piece of milk true. or full cheese. So there's a lot of there's a lot of work that goes with talking to um, dairy products. <laughs> now let me ask y'all: Do y'all think it's a, do y'all think it's a difference between preference? preference and just being all out just bigoted because I do I've noticed on a lot of these dating websites they'll talk about oh uh no like you, you on said, the dating website let me no find out you on what dating website you on huh what dating website are you on well, you, I, I'm just talking about words now. You know, I'm taking out the market. I'm just saying. But <laughs> Look, I'm so questioning. Like, hey, okay. How do you know? How do you doing these research studies? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I know firsthand. I do, you know, I do, I do my own research. But now, I notice how they say no Asians, no black, no, like, do you think? I mean, it's. I believe it's okay to have a preference, but I, what I don't have, I have a problem with, is when you start treating people and just not even want to get to know them as individuals or even have friends of different backgrounds. Like to me, that's. I, I just, I just feel it, it's really a fine line. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you know, just the lack of sensitivity amongst gay men sometimes. It, it, it it's just it's it's ridiculous because like. We'll, we'll sit up there and um, expect society to accept us and to, you know, we're, we're like a part of a firing squad. You know what I'm saying? We go to these pride events. You know, we, we, we talk all this stuff. You know, we have these forums where we talk about unity in the gay community. But when it's all done, we ain't no different than the church people. We go right back out here. We, we throw each other under the bus. We can't get along. I don't like this bitch over here because she – she she's a bear or she's a a twink or he's fem he's he's this that and the other like I just feel like a lot of times there's a lot of hypocrisy in the gay community and how can we expect society to care about us and care about our plight when we don't even care about one another we can't even put 
our petty differences aside to get some stuff passed, get things passed, get things done. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I kind of feel that as far as the whole thing is concerned about bigotry versus pre- preference, I think it's a it's a fine line, and I think a lot of people cross it and they don't even care. Yeah, I think I think there's a difference between there is definitely a difference between preference and bigotry, but um, I think that it all ties down to it, it all comes down to unpacking everything. So you have this preference, but you I think you have to ask yourself, okay, why do I have this preference? Like who ta- like why do I find certain qualities and certain people more attractive than others? And if that I mean, a lot of things have come from from the unwritten rules of, of white supremacy and brainwashing and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, a lot of times when you sit down and, and think about these preferences, they may tie into that, and I think that's where you start getting into danger. And you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful of that because it happens. A lot of things that we've learned has been socialized, and a lot of things that we dislike – but a lot of things that we do like is close to whiteness. Um, a lot of things, straight hair, certain skin complexions, this and that. Even when it comes to education, um, like somebody's wealth or, or like all that, like it's close to whiteness as, as possible. And and we've been taught this. So it's going to take a lot of, like Adrian said, unpacking for us to understand that we live in a white supremacist world. And you have, to, you have to understand, like, there's nothing wrong with the way that you look. So if you don't find right. somebody who looks like you, if I don't find a person of color, a black person, um, attractive, there's something wrong. I need to find someone who looks like me attractive. Um, and I think that some people disguise um, preferences as racism. And, um, and, it, and it really needs to be talked about. Now, we can all have mm-hmm. our preferences, but you have to understand why. And I think that you need to not deny that there's beauty in this individual. So if I'm not interested in someone who doesn't know their multiplication, multiplication, I don't need to say that on any social media platform that I don't like men who don't know this. I don't like men that don't have this. I need to be more interested in telling, you know, what this is what I do like. You know, I just want to meet somebody. But when you're constantly putting up, like, I don't like Asians. I don't like fats. I don't like films. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of telling about your personality. Ooh, you're more worried about telling. You're more worried about very telling. Yeah, you're more worried about telling something. You're more worried about telling the things that you don't like rather than you know trying to get in, to know a person. I think that's like very problematic. And I see that I see that a lot on social media. But I always mm-hmm. you know make sure to have a conversation about that and make sure we understand that this shit is trash. And, and that, that's a good thing because that leads into the topic of colorism too. Because I'm 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 really that's one thing I'm I'm really like you know we you can say a lot of bad things about you know reality TV and this that and the other, but I'm really glad to see that some of these shows are really delving into the topic of colorism because it's something that uh, we we don't like to admit that it's, it it goes on and it's not just the black community like come to find out it's, it's it happens in the in the Latino community, the um, oh, yeah. Hispanic community, Every, the Asian community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this whole thing um, with uh, hate, hatred, self hatred, it is it, real. Like and it and it and it goes 
it, and it go goes so deep. You know, it's generational. You know what I'm saying? But um, I got one couple more things. Um, what do you guys think about as far as politics? What do you think about the whole Trump administration? Do you think that Trump's administration is trash? Like, do y'all feel that everything <laughs> that we've seen is trash from Trump? That's the only thing they know how to produce is trash. Mm. White trash. <laughs> what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, of course it is. It is, of course. Um, I mean, every day we turn on the news, I think a lot of people are becoming depressed from the oppression of the um, of the mm-hmm. Trump administration. Every time we turn on our, our phone, there's this is happening. I mean, I mean, right now, the Trump administration is interesting in spending, what, about 20 or a couple of million dollars on um, a military parade, not, and they're trying to disguise it as they're trying to celebrate the military, but we know it's it's a support the commander-in-chief type of situation. We are not South Korea. We are not North Korea. We're not any of those. We don't do that type of stuff. So that is what we are in a dictatorship, and white people are okay with that. Evangelicals are okay with that. Um, they don't care because white – I mean, Christianity is rooted in white supremacy, so I don't understand – um, when people are shocked to say these evangelic these evangelicals these Christians are okay with Trump, you know he doesn't go to church. We've never seen him go to church on a Sunday. <laughs> Even when he needs to speak on church or the Bible, he has to read it from a teleprompter. The only time he does not need a teleprompter is when he's speaking from a place of hatred. He yeah. does because it's just coming straight from his heart. Yeah, it comes straight from his heart. But when it needs to be something of love, he needs to read the teleprompter. He needs somebody to coerced him to, to, to speak on whatever. And we've not gotten but continuous trash um, every week, every day. And at this point, I'm not surprised, but I don't want it to be normalized. I want right. people to be check this shook out. every time check this out, it man. happens. And check this out. And what's so messed up about it, because you, you, you brought up a good point. Like you had these uh, white evangelical preachers like Paula White, that endorsed this man. What 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 is there about this man that is anything like what? There's nothing Christ-like about his behavior and his conduct. Like, and then the messed up part about this Paula White is you preach. You you are pastor over a predominantly black church, so these black people are bringing you their hard-earned money. They're supporting you, going to your ministry every Sunday, and you sitting up here endorsing a man that goes against all of their like. That, you know, self-interest. Like, you know, why would you do that? Like, that's 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 crazy. And you still got these black people that's like sitting up in that church, these brainwashed Negroes sitting up in that church still supporting this woman after she has blatantly disrespected you guys by endorsing somebody like that. But, but that's how it always is. They've always used us. They've always came in. And, and, and milked us right and threw us out like yesterday's garbage. That's all they do. That's the only thing they know how to do with us. And we keep going along with the bullshit. It don't make no kind of sense. It don't. It's bullshit. It don't. It's bullshit. Oh, no. Um, um, all right. Yeah, it's, it's it's garbage. It's garbage, but we all know, we all know that anyway. <laughs> So as far as uh, what's going on in the entertainment, is there anything that you guys are seeing right now? Because I know a lot, a big, the big topic right now 
and I've been seeing several people talk about this, is as far as the Queen's Court and just the whole Monique situation. Like, I just... Who said that? I just... I just is Portia on the line? Is that Portia? <laughs> <laughs> because, girl, let me, let me tell you, like, I just, I just, I don't know. I just feel really bad. And that's another thing. I know there's a lot of opportunists. Like, and this just brings up a whole lot of topics. Like, you have to be careful who you, you have to know who you're dealing with, and you have to be equally yoked to people, especially if you're partnering with them, because you can't have mm-hmm. somebody that, putting in all the work, putting in the effort, and the person that you you in business with or you're trying to do something with, they're not equally yoked or they're not trying to yeah. put in as much effort as you. I'm just saying. Like, I, I, but, but we can just we, – we have to use situations like this as a learning tool. We have to. Mm-hmm. Because, like, exactly. you know – a lot of people been saying stuff, and, and, and it goes to show you too. Like, there's a lot of people in the gay community, like a lot of queens that they blindly follow anybody. Like, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I have my own mind. I, I say how I feel. I've always seen Kaya as a opportunist. Are you, don't are you, are you in the community? Huh? <laughs> are you in the community? You're in the community oh, yeah. too. Oh yeah. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. No, we need this. Uh-uh, I don't, what part of the community are you? I need to, I, I'm going to be investigating now. What part of the community, <laughs> what, what letter are you using? I'm interested. I'm curious. What'd you say? What, 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 what part of the letter are you using? What, what, we, what we have LGBTQ and what, we about to have K yeah, next week, ain't I, I'm gay. And honey, my, my, my man is listening now, Jonathan Crockett. Oh, he's at work tonight. He's listening live. Well, I can't. I ain't gonna I did, are you serious? I thought you, were, thought you were married to a woman. <laughs> did everybody get quiet? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to see what the tea is. Because I'm going to put little Jonathan Crockett on Facebook because I feel like there's some people who made pancakes or something. Is I'm that not a real person? <laughs> Y'all thought I was straight. Y'all thought I was straight trading. Oh. No. no. I heard it. I heard it. I don't know what. <laughs> I thought Justin knew. I heard it. I I didn't know. I thought he. Was, I, I heard thought he it. A, I thought he was in a relationship with a whole woman. I honestly didn't know. Honestly, but I was like, I was, mm-hmm. I was confused. So I'm shook. Hmm. He over here bringing the bacon. Ah, that's cute. But um, the Queen's Court, what can we say about the Queen's Court? Um, it, it was a teaching moment um, to secure your brand and secure your wig and to, to secure your platform, um, no matter what that mm-hmm. is. The Queen's Court, um, <laughs> there's so much to say about it. Honestly, my main concern is just Kaya. I just, Kaya does not rub me the right way at all. I've never been a fan of her. She doesn't even um, rub her toothbrush the right way. She doesn't. She really doesn't. Uh, it's not, now, that's not to say that she's not. She she can't be funny. Of course, anybody can be funny. Um, but it's just the the consistent, um, like being problematic so consistently. It's being, you know, using, being homophobic and transphobic while sitting next to someone who is trans. I, I thought that was especially trash. 
especially being homophobic to uh, uh, um, in front of a fan base who's mostly gay, it, it didn't make any sense to yeah. me. So I just most of my you problem was with Taya. Hmm? She said he's eating off of them. Yeah, they yeah they she's eating off the off the gay community. She is like, how are you gonna sit yeah. there and, and, like most and say problematic stuff about about the gays and the trans people? But you but you eating off of us. Like Madison That's was fine people. before she linked up with you. She was she was more relevant than Kaya. Like she had more followers on social media than Kaya. So if right. anybody, I I just wish. T.S. Madison would get through her mind that she, she'll she be fine with or without her. You know what I'm saying? She'll she'll do okay. The Queen's Court will go on. The Queen's Court will be fine. Like, because Kai has been doing blogs and, 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 and doing uh, celebrity roasts and all this stuff. Ain't nobody been checking for her. But until she linked <laughs> up with Madison, that's, that's when it popped off. So my thing is I just wish T.S. Madison would get herself to sing together and realize that you are a beautiful person inside and out. You don't need nobody riding your coattail that's just there to take from you. You know? Take and take and take. And if it wasn't for um, T.S. Madison, Kaya wouldn't even be able to even buy it in two case for her big ass. Um, <laughs> they built their ass teeth. Um, and I love T.S. Madison. We've met T.S. Madison. We've, we've uh, moderated a panel that she was on, and she did phenomenal. But um, Kaya, um, I think the Queen's Court is torture-like the breakfast club, if you want to say, and I think they are important because they're not going anywhere, but I think that we have to hold them accountable and make them have the conversation, the correct conversations with the platform that they have. I think right. that's why they're going to always get it because with great power comes great responsibility, Spider-Man type of tease. They okay. can't, like, we have to hold them accountable, and um, I'm just not a fan of Kaya being taught every Monday that, you know, using such words as tranny, um, this and that, and you're not mm-hmm. a part of that community, is problematic. I think she needs to understand that, and I'm just not here for just T.S. Madison just saying, um, well, Tia, you know, girl, don't say that. Don't say that I need for her to beat her ass when she says that. She's like, Kyle, you need to shut the fuck up. And all I'm hitting is a little, little tap on your hand. I don't, know if y'all, I don't know if y'all follow Quadir, but that's what he pretty much said. He said the same thing. He's talking about he, she needs to check. She needs to check her when she be on air saying stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Quadir said Quadir ended up saying that? Yeah, he had some commentary on his um, he, he went in on Kyle for about like 45 minutes on, on his channel. Oh, Brand, wow. uh, he got two channels. Yes, y'all need to go watch it. We know. We know. Yeah. Um, um, I, I just. I mean, you know, I'm gonna tell you. I think Monique, she she knew what she was doing, like, because I kind of seen her smirking a little bit when she kept that uh, Periscope going live. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Monique, you know, like, got to play. got to do. She got to do. She she went into this probably with the advice of a PR agent. She already knew what she was. She said, "I'm prepared." She had everything like Cersei from Game of Thrones. She had a game plan for everything, and I think. Okay. Um, it, I mean, she knew what she was doing. <laughs> but but Monique has always, she always has been on, she's always had her phone and did Periscope. She's always had her phone, like, and, and had the Periscope going. So her Periscope was already running before um, T.S. Match was big and Kaya to be online. So that that wasn't, 
that wasn't Monique's fault. And Monique let her know, like, hey, we on Periscope. You know, I think Monique is a person that understands how this shit works. And she said, I think that was her cue, like, girl, we live. I ain't going to say we live, but, you know, you talking shit, but be careful of your words because we are live. You can't say everything that you want to say. She said, she said, we just waiting, baby. And she kind of changed a little bit. She kind of, she switched a little bit like, girl, she looked at the, she looked at the camera. But if Monique wanted to be petty, she could have been petty from the beginning. She could have dragged him back in and said, y'all trying to drag me, but y'all shit ain't working. She could have dragged him several times, and it would have been nothing. She got her apology from T.S. Madison, and she still wanted to do the thing. But she, the stuff was just not, it wasn't working. And that part was the energy that was all around the universe that came back to bite um, T.S. Madison Kaya in the ass. And it was like a drunk driver type of situation where the drunk driver lived and the person the drunk driver hit died. And T.S. Madison was the uh, person, well, Kaya was the drunk driver. And T.S. Madison's fucking feelings were hurt because she wasn't expecting uh, her to do her like that. But me and Adrian talked about that. And I just kind of, me and Adrian, uh, I couldn't imagine me walking out on something like that. Even if this shit is collapsing in our fucking face. There's no way I'm leaving my friend, my business partner, my whatever. I'm not leaving them out to, like, dry like that. We're going to play this shit, and we're going to cuss each other after. I'm going to say, bitch, you should not brought this cheap-ass shit <laughs> after the camera has been cut off. Like, yeah, I said, you yeah. know better than that. But we're not going to do that on live because you never let somebody see you sweat, no matter how fucked up the situation is. Beyonce fell at the fucking Super Bowl. She, she got her ass right back up. And you yeah. probably thought that she was a part of the goddamn performance. You do not <laughs> let people see you sweat. You don't. That's fucking um, one-on-one and being in the industry. That's one-on-one. And Kaya has never been in the industry, so she doesn't know that. But T.S. Master is trying to be a part of the industry, so she already knows that you're supposed to. That's why she begged her to be on there. And it just collapsed. Um, so it, it blew up in their face like it was fireworks on July the 4th at 10 o'clock at night. And I wish them the best. Let me play y'all something real quick because she came out today um, with a um, response to, you know, I don't know if it was today, but I think it was the past couple of days when she was talking about the whole situation. And a lot of people were talking about her, her setup with Raggedy and this, that, and the other. But she had a response oh, about that. And I'm going to play that clip real quick and we're going to come back with the rest of the commentary. DJ, play that track. <laughs> Child, I know I'm looking like last night, honey. But I'm finna pull it together. I'm finna watch this good. Play. But let me let me break something down for y'all real quick. Is this thing on? First of all, let me let y'all know something. The Queen's Court has a full production in this mother. Full production, a dedicated, dedicated, dedicated for the Queen's Court. I took care of yes, all that bitch. yesterday. So when I told you we had technical difficulties. It was because a new program that I bought yesterday to make sure that we were able to do this. But this is the set. This Show is the, the set. Kid. We don't need no crowdfunding. We got all this no shit in this no We don't need no crowdfunding. This is how I go. Monitors, cameras, lights, Monitors. all of the things. Lights. It was just hey, a mishap somebody. last night. See y'all Monday, okay? The Queen's Court. Yes. Honey, y'all, I, I love y'all. 
She said we'll be oh, back Monday. She won't only find it. I love it. Honey, she, yes, yeah, she, she wants to let y'all know. She said, girl, we ain't running on no damn Pixel, no Obama Pixel latest phone, honey. We 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 got we got the works over here. Like we like a damn uh uh um the Nado's pizza with the with the all the damn works with the chunks of pineapple, anchovies, everything on there. But she said we got it all over here. So I I don't know. Well, I mean, but my thing, honestly, honestly, I thought I I thought we had went back in the um. The uh, backtrack, the Back to the Future car, and we had saw um, Bill Gates and um, Steve, uh, Steve, whatever his name is, to create the iPhone, um, build the first computer. Uh, that, that, that a lot of that shit was, it, it looked cute, but it was most certainly on mute. That's why that shit did not come and look cute. Um, the just the whole. The setup was cute. I would give them it. The setup was she was cute, and it all may be, but the setup was it wasn't. If we gonna talk shit, and I love T.S. Madison, I love her, I love every content creator. But I'm just gonna have to be honest. When you that's some shit that I can buy, and me and T.S. Madison are on two different fucking levels. T.S. Madison is shitting on me. She got a half a million dollar house, but that's some shit I can buy. But if you're getting 20,000 people listening and watching you at one fucking time, you're going to have to step your motherfucking pussy up. And that's in her own words. There was no, like, and I, it, things shit still happen no matter if you spent some money. But those monitors and the lighting shit was still not A1. It was not the T. It could be way better. But, you know, I just think she did not. I can tell that the shit wasn't set up because she was trying to fix shit and she should have been passing it on to somebody else. I should have been passing on my computer to somebody else and telling them, bitch, fix this shit while I continue yeah, to talk well, to these people. And that's just how it is. And it, well, it didn't I mean, happen. Was, she was what all these niggas that she found out she got produced, and where was they at? Why wouldn't they, like, my thing, having her on there looking a fool, what was these people at that she was, this production thing, that ain't right. If I'm paying they, probably, they were probably logging into some kind of community. They were probably logging on to some type of um, college online and trying to look up and see what they had fucked up on. But the shit was, it was just garbage as fuck. Cause I would have passed, if I had a budget like that, I would have passed this shit on. I said, girl, y'all fix this shit. I said, these girls won't fix this shit. We're going to talk to y'all hoes. I'm going to bounce my titties for y'all ass. And that's going to be it, or we're going to be back. But, you know, everybody that has conditions don't necessarily know exactly what the fuck they're doing. And I think T.S. Madison... You know, she's learning and stuff, but I think you kind of shoot yourself in the foot when you do talk about your budget and you talk about how much money you got, but then the production looks like some shit that I see in the fucking um, circus or some shit. But she'll get it together. She'll learn. She'll get some stuff. Hopefully. All right. I'm going to jump to the lines that I know is 920. We got about 40 minutes left, and I know some of y'all have been waiting. I want to thank y'all for being patient. Um we have a couple of callers online. I'm just going to open up the lines. I'm going to go to our first caller and see if they have a comment or question about um, anything tonight or if they want to speak to you guys personally. Um, just just to let you guys know, if you want to still call in, you can, 646-915-8200. Um, once again, um, this is the Urban Wire podcast. Um, I am Seneca Harris. Um, you can catch us every Thursday night. Typically at seven to nine PM, but we we started a little little late tonight. Um, and on the line tonight we do have Justin J and we have Adrian. 
and y'all can call in and give you know um, give them a shout out or um, ask a question. So we're gonna go to our first caller three eight five three two nine area code three eight five three two nine. Um, do you have a question or a comment? And can you tell us your name and where you're calling from? You there, caller? Three eight five. Hello. Three two. Yeah. Somebody on the line. Yeah, you on the line. Can you tell us um your name and where you calling from? Yeah. Okay. Seems like they babysitting. Okay. Well, we're we gonna get back to them. I'm, thank you for calling. We'll get back to you in a little bit. Um. Six eight seven three two. Um, what's your name and where are you calling from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hold on, now. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold Area code eight six four nine seven eight. Um, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hold up, y'all. Eight six four nine seven eight. Are you just? Hey, are you from, uh, from uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina? I'm just gonna say, hey Justin, hey Adrian, love you both, and wish you all the best luck. Oh, What's your name again? You have any you, you have any um comments or questions about anything we discussed tonight? They said child not tonight. Uh, I guess not today, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it during the program. Oh, that's okay. Thank you um, so much, boo. We appreciate it. All right, 202-294, do you have a question or a comment? Okay, I guess they just hung up. They say you got to be online. We're trying to see. <laughs> but, yeah, I just uh, really want to thank you guys for coming on tonight um, and just, you know, just telling us a little bit about your platform. Do you guys have anything else coming up that you would like to like like the audience to know about? Um, I know you guys were saying that you guys will be flying out to New York here in the next week or so. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah, well we're I'm really excited because the Grapevine TV. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it uh, or if the people listening have heard of it, but it's a pretty well known like. Um, web series that talks about it's like a panel kind of series that focuses on, on millennials and black millennials and talks about the issues that face in society so they um our our good supporters actually reached out to them and said hey y'all need to have justin adrian on the um, panel and so they reached out and and we set things up we were, it's in the works for, it was in the works for a little while so we're excited we're really excited to announce it that's <laughs> wonderful i'm proud of you guys so what do you have to say about dealing with haters? Like, cause I know, you know, people that 
are out there? Because I know you guys dealt with your share of haters. Like, how do you deal with that? Um, and, and how have you kind of evolved from, like, you know, like how you used to respond to it and to how you respond to it now? Like, I mean, how do you guys deal with haters? I wouldn't consider it haters. I would consider it just people who are just commenting necessarily on the conversation um, or the, the things that are going on, like, that would like I think some of them can go about a better way um, if they want to maintain a certain type of viewership. Um, but you know, you do what you do. I, I at this point I know that anytime I open up my mouth or say some certain things, that I can be the trending topic that I'm talking about. So if I speak on a certain issue or something, uh, my platform is is big enough at this point for someone to say, hey. Let me talk about it. It's not necessarily like what I said. It might be because this person's platform is um, bigger, and I want to get my voice out there. So at this point, I think I used to respond to people, but it's just like it's always going to be there, and I'm not going to allow the people who do that, um, you know, make me feel some type of way or always feel like I can clap back at them because these are people, they, they are not necessarily haters, but they're supporters in disguise. And uh, I think yeah. they realize that. So I, I appreciate them so much because they keep the conversation going and they keep me on my toes. And my thing is they're still giving you likes and follow, well, they're giving you views. My thing is, is like if, if you really dislike what somebody's doing and you don't like their content, why do you keep tuning in to see what 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 they up, what they're up to? Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just, mm-hmm. I've always found that asinine. It's, it's just ridiculous like you claim to hate this person's con- content you know it, it's bootleg it's ghetto it's this it's that they're this they're that but they can always tell you everything that you're doing like you know what i'm saying and all they're doing when they, they tune into your videos they're giving you more likes and they're giving you more revenue they're giving you views so it's just it's one of those things you just got to take it with a grain of salt that's just that's how i interpret it you know what i'm saying um, you know, and they wish they were in your shoes. Like you, you know, like you have to consider the source. Anytime you're dealing with people that have negative things to say about you, consider consider the source. Like look at where mm-hmm. you're at and look at where they're at. If they're not even on your level, then why do you why should you even take any consideration of what they have to say or think about you? And that's just that's just how I feel about it. That's normally what it is, but we we appreciate it, um, and we thank you um so much for um having us on here today. Yeah, all right. It's been a good conversation. Yeah, because I know you guys probably are busy, and I and I just want to thank you guys. I want to be considerate of your time and stuff like that, and I want to thank the callers that did call in. I think we have one more. I'm gonna I'm gonna see who this is real quick, and then we're gonna wrap up the show. Uh, okay. Oh, we got two more to join. Um, area code nine three seven three zero four. Um, you're online right now. Can you tell us your name and where you're calling from? Hey, this is Brielle, and I'm from Ohio. Hey, Brielle. Hey, Brielle. Oh, hello, Ohio. Hi. Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> am I talking to Justin J and Adrian Expressions for real? <laughs> yeah. For real, for real, for real. Not for play play. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, this is very, very exciting. I just want to let y'all know that you two are so funny. Y'all make my day. I've been following y'all for years now. I'm going to make it down to Atlanta um, next time y'all have an event. So I just want to show y'all that I appreciate y'all, that I love y'all, and God bless. Thank you for coming. Appreciate you, honey. Thank you from the Ohio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What part of Ohio are you from? Um, I'm this. I'm in the central area, Columbus. Oh, okay. Did y'all get to the show not too long ago? Huh? She sound like Olivia Pope. She sound like Olivia Pope. I'm from the central area, Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> she don't love you. <laughs> not too much tea because I still need to keep my job. Okay. <laughs> right, I'm actually I'm actually at work, y'all. So I just want to give y'all a quick shout out. Okay. Well, thank you, Bria. Oh, you have a good night. We appreciate you. Have a good night. Have have a good night. night. You All too. Right. Love y'all. Bye bye. Right. So okay, we got one more caller, y'all, and then we're gonna let y'all go. Um, area code eight six four. Nine seven eight. South Carolina. Mm. Oh, ooh, come on, South Carolina. I think it's South Carolina. Eight six four. Let's see. Yeah, eight six four. There you call eight six four nine seven eight. You're on on the line. Um, do you have a question or a comment, or are you just listening? Yeah, that is South Carolina. Where's Eastern? Where is where is Massachusetts? They said Massachusetts. Well, it's me again. I'm sorry I asked you to hung up. Okay. Okay. All right. I think we got a couple more calls, but honey, that was the one with the with the with the uh the babysitter and the one with the AOL connection. Uh they still online, but um <laughs> Did you want to take one more but call yeah, to try to see? Okay, yeah, we could try one more time. Uh, let's see. Let's go one more again. Very close six. Oh, that was the one that was on the fax machine. Uh, that's that's, that's somebody, the one that's on the fax machine. Right. It's a dial-up connection. <laughs> this, this, okay, we got another call. 202-294. What the hell? 5957. Do you have a question or a comment? Hi, um, this is uh, Michelle. I'm calling from Nashville. Hey, Nashville. Hey, Nashville. That's right. Do you have a question or a comment? You're talking to Justin J. Yes, I love Justin. I love Justin and Adrian. I support both of y'all channels. I'm always checking for an update. I love the podcast. I just love my, my black YouTubers. My black YouTubers, I watch all day. So whenever I'm at work, I'm watching and I'm listening. <laughs> I love y'all. Oh, we got it. We appreciate your support on the podcast. We really appreciate that. Yes, yes. I know it's something to get used to the podcast. <laughs> no, I love keep going with the podcast. I love just listening. I don't even have to have video because I know some people said they wanted the video. I'm fine with just listening to y'all talk. I can, I can listen to y'all talk for hours, so it don't matter to me. <laughs> Good to know. Well, thank you, Miss Nashville. We appreciate you, honey. So much okay. continue to build the podcast. And um, we appreciate yeah. you for like you supporting us and making us continue to grow. 
Yes. And I just wanted to say something about the church. Um, I definitely grew up in the church. My my mother and father both, um, they're not, you know, pastors, but they're dev- definitely heavy in the church. And I don't go to church anymore. I still believe, in, you know, in God, but I do mm-hmm. not go every week. So I definitely get that, that pushback from my parents, some of my friends, because mm-hmm. they, they're still heavily in the church. But it's just not me anymore. So I don't, I don't, I'm not religious, I'm not spiritual, but I still believe in God. I know God mm-hmm. is there. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not one of those people that judge people. That's why I enjoy watching all kinds of people and, you know, listening to the, because it's taught me stuff, because there's not a lot of people that are, um, you know, in the, community, in the community, like y'all said. I have a few friends that are gay, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, in Nashville, it's not like it's, you know, it's not like Atlanta. It's definitely not like I Atlanta. But um, yeah, I I have friends from all kinds of walks of life, so it's it's hard because I have to try to like, you know, be one way towards toward my parents. I'm like, you know, I still believe in God. They're like, why aren't you in church? I don't want to go to church. <laughs> I'm grown. I'm 36. <laughs> okay. I don't have to go to church. Exactly. I pay my bills. You know, I pay my own bills. I'm married. We pay our own bills. So yeah, I totally okay. understand about that church thing. So. I just I'm, I'm so glad to have y'all to listen to because it's like an outlet from what's going on in the daily struggle. Like they say, the everyday struggle. I definitely have that, so I enjoy y'all. Well, thank you, most definitely, boo. You appreciate you so much, and you have a wonderful night tonight. Thank you, y'all. Have a good night. Yes, you too, boo. All right. Well, one more time before we close out, can you tell us both of your channel information? Tell us about the web, your website, and the podcast. All right, Justin, you want to go ahead? <laughs> well, well, um, we are on forthecoachespodcast.com. You can make sure we um, tune in to it every week, every Tuesday. We put a new episode out. Um, usually, it's that that morning we talk about a. Um, the array of topics, a lot of things. So you might want to tune in and check us out. Um, also, we have um, we have our own brands as well, where we do um, uh, you know updates of things that are going on in pop culture and um, things that are going on in society. So you can make sure you check us out. Specifically, me, if you want to find me, you can follow me on Twitter, Justin J Um and you can make sure you're checking out Kimberly's.com for all the latest celebrity news and gossip and um, things for the culture. Yeah, and specifically me, you can find me at youtube.com slash Adrian Expression. Adrian Expression is uh, one word, no E. <laughs> uh, and that is Adrian Expression is on, across all platforms, and that's Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that, all the good stuff, Facebook, everything. So, yeah, we're excited. We're excited to get this, this 2018 going. Yeah. Yeah, I got to ask y'all a question about um, black gay pride. Like, is that on – Labor Day weekend because I was me and Jonathan was thinking about coming down there on Labor Day weekend. Like, is is do you think like is there a lot to do that weekend? Cause I, yeah, I want to check out Atlanta and probably even uh, meet up with y'all. Like, while I'm down. Are you going to the Are you going to the sex party? <laughs> Ooh, I never know now. He, he, hey. I'm, ah, I, might, oh, I might go to the boom ah. boom. You never, you never know. I'll meet you at the boom mm. boom boom. No, I'm slammed. But now <laughs> I, I really just want to go down there and just be like, just experience the culture down there. I've always like followed a lot of people from ACL and stuff like that. Atlanta, a lot of popular um, YouTube uh, 
YouTubers and content creators. So I, I really want to get down there and just see uh, what the buzz is about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that's just, you know, Atlanta's always been a place where I've, I've you know, wanted to check out and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I'm going to check it out um, Labor Day weekend to see what is, you know, what's popping down there and stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely a thriving city, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Very thriving. But we appreciate it, Mr. Seneca. Thank you so much for allowing us on your on your platform. And, you, and um, we look forward to um, seeing you if you come down here to the sex parties. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. Y'all have a good night. All right. All right. Later, man. The next issue I want to ask you about is uh, religion.
But I want you to write out your life. What did you do? What do you what are what do you want people to remember about you? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.